Everybody, welcome to Direct Message with A Creative DC. We are live on Full Service Radio, broadcasting from the lobby of the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan in Washington, DC. As always, I'm your host, I'm Morgan West. I am founder and director of the A Creative DC project. I'm here live every week. Just joking. <laughs> we are back after like a whole July hiatus. So, yes, against all odds, we are back in August in Washington, DC. <laughs> Perfect use of an air horn. God, I missed you, Jack. Um, So listen, if you want to catch up on past episodes from this summer and before, because we had some really great guests these last six months. Um, Our most recent episode featured Jordan Wine. She's an artist who uh, put together a group show up at Willow Street Gallery um, in the Tacoma Park neighborhood of D.C., Tacoma of D.C. Um, I sat down with Zine Queen and D.C. Art Book Fair founder Malika Garib. She's like amazing. You really need to be kind of in on all of her projects. Um, We also hosted Grace Bonnie of Design Sponge, and that was kind of like this amazing creative career culmination situation for me. Um, she just said some really powerful and incredible things about her uh, new magazine project, Good Company. They were all great conversations. Uh, you can listen in on our whole archive anytime at fullserviceradio.org. You can get at us directly at directmessage.fullserviceradio.org. So a little bit about the show because you know, we took a few weeks off, so it's like kind of nice to refresh, right? Uh, but a little bit about a Creative DC in general, too. So, I mean, you've seen us on Instagram. We're on Instagram and Twitter. We're at a Creative DC. And really, if you boil it down, we promote creative community and creative economy across new media. So that means a lot of different things. But to kind of go back to like the origin story, um, a Creative DC launched in 2015 as a hashtag like a hashtag on Instagram uh, and an Instagram account. And more than anything else, the intent was really just to open a new sort of digital window, like a digital access point into the people and projects who populate this city digitally and IRL. So prior to a Creative DC, I worked on a ton of different projects. Everything was kind of happening in that new media sphere. So in 2006, if we want to like back all the way up, Um, I founded DC's first street street style site and I did that because we just didn't have one and that was the kind of new media that I liked to take in and I didn't see one for our city and I thought we should have one. So that was called Panda Head and later that kind of shifted into more of a first person perspective. So it really shifted into kind of like a personal blog documentation of what my life, like my very specific life, looked like here in the district. And as someone who appreciated and loved and like participated so heavily in one of the great many facets of the city that on a national and like really even local level is just not given its due. Um, I was someone who loved and appreciated and took part in this city's creative community and its local economy. So I always like kind of have a, I don't know, what is it called when you like don't feel like you're qualified to talk about what you're talking about i'm looking over to jack and just give me another air horn or like, something what do they call it imposter complex yeah imposter syndrome right thank you yeah it's like it's like 
you know, I, whenever I, have, I start, I have that too. <laughs> we all do. I think we all yeah. do. Let's all band together around this and just like throw it away. Even the super successful people have it. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. And that's like, that's kind of, you know, you know, a little, not gratifying that everyone feels it, but it's like, we do all feel it. I mean, we just shouldn't. But, you know, sometimes I start using words like local economy and kind of like banding those around. And I just feel like I always need to say like, you know, I'm not an economist and I don't work in local politics and like, you know, yada, 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 whatever. Um, but I grew up a small business kid in, in D.C. I grew up actually in Alexandria, um, but my parents were business owners in D.C. My grandparents were business owners in D.C. Eventually, I became then a third generation D.C. small business owner myself. Um, and I just know firsthand, like from my own experiences and from their experiences, just how important like marketing and messaging and voice and again just like creating windows of accessibility right like this digital world now exists in a way that it didn't for my parents and grandparents you know I remember like so they were all printers I remember like so specifically my dad like printing like little cards and it was so cute it was like a little Sherlock Holmes guy with like a hat and like a magnifying glass and you know he was gonna like print these and kind of like hand them out and it was gonna like you know kind of help bring a new business and like I just for me, like my brain always kind of works in that, like how can we do this, but like digitally. Um, there's also like probably just like a much bigger, strange parallel for like my parents working in the print realm and like me going full on digital, but it's another story for another time, probably another audience. Um, but I just know like, you know, anyways, all of this to say like digital marketing, digital media, it's a whole new world. And it's something that in this day and age, whatever, it's so important to just like financial survival of a business just in general. So for a long time, uh, I freelanced for like five years and, you know, my whole whatever adult career from (laughs) the time, I guess, whatever became an adult, which like, by the way, was like not when I was 18. (laughs) I feel like I was did not get started on this path until I was like 25 ish. Um, but, you know, I worked like with a lot of different businesses. Um, I worked with a lot of different organizations. So um, whether it was like a one woman show working to get, you know, a jewelry business off the ground or something like the Human Rights Campaign or like the White House S- Historical Society, like I just worked with folks to create like content and strategy. And, you know, when we're talking about kind of the one woman show or like the one person solo entrepreneur, a lot of my work and workshops focused on really like empowering people to to make time, to think creatively, um, to come up with creative solutions to, to branding and marketing. So all of this to say, uh, you know, by 2015, I had been working fully in the new media realm um, within the DC creative community. And I had been using my specific online channels to create access to my specific narrative. Um, And A Creative DC really came about as a way to kind of um, just widen the perspective. So it's like, great. It's one thing for me to like be using my channels to be like, this is, this is me and my thoughts. And that's actually like what I love about social media is that we have access to all of this individual perspective. But when it comes to talking about like who's here on a larger level and who's doing what and what, you know, the creative landscape looks like, you know, I do think it's like kind of a, it's a fault of whatever medium you're working in that it can, nothing can ever be truly comprehensive. Right. So like we need to kind of cobble everything together to create a more holistic situation. Um, But I was kind of looking around in 2015 in specifically the social media realm and realized that there was a bit of a gap. There was an opportunity to kind of 
find a way to like organize perspective and kind of bring it all together. Um, and that's what a creative DC kind of stemmed from. It was a way to tie together digital perspective from all over this enormous city because it is an enormous city. I know when we're comparing it, you know, especially population wise to like New York or LA or like whatever. Sure. Fine. Like we all do love the fact that like everything in DC does feel a little smaller and a little more accessible, a little more manageable, but you know what? There is so much going on here. There are so many people doing just truly incredible work across industries. There is no way of knowing them all. If you're here and you're bored and you think you like know everyone, like you're just wrong. I feel like I say that all the time, but you're just wrong. I'm sorry, you're wrong. Um, in 2015, again, there was just a gap in terms of ways to access it on social. So now, 2018, three years later, the Creative DC hashtag feed um, on Instagram alone has been used over a million times. Um, which again, go back to population, you know, we're a city of 700,000. So that's, that's really an exciting, you know, I think facet of this project is just the depth of content that's um, been, uh, excuse me, been contributed by the community. And again, we're just, we're one of so many projects and media sources who all together were working to kind of you know, put a dent and shift that national and again, even local perception that Washington, D.C. is just a place where politics happen. So, you know, that's that's the whole spiel. <laughs> that's our refresh. That's our like post-July hiatus. Welcome to August. This is what we're here. This is this is what we're here for. This is why we do this. Uh, this podcast is just kind of another new media outlet to to kind of you know, bring perspective together to have some one-on-one -on -one conversations. Our social and media accounts, again, Twitter and Instagram, that's really where it all happens. That's where content's gathered and collected and made accessible. Um, and online, we kind of, we're doing the same thing over there. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, we don't talk about it all that much, but we have actually dedicated one other episode um, of Direct Message with the Creative DC, which by the way, welcome if you're just joining us. Uh, that's what you're listening to. This is Direct Message with a Creative DC, we have thus far dedicated just one episode to kind of our online resources. Um, but we're, I'm excited to do that. So this is another kind of uh, mini-sode is uh, our, our fellow full-service host, uh, Kim Bryden, um, on her show, The Tidbit. It's called it. We're going we're gonna to start to shift away. We're going to start calling it our own thing today. <laughs> this, is a, uh, this is an FAQ episode of Direct Message with A Creative DC. Um, FAQ, of course, meaning frequently asked questions. Um, and these are things that we really try to address um, and make kind of an evergreen resource on our website. So if you go to www.acreativedc.com, if you go up to the menu bar at top, you can uh, click the resources tab. Um, so we have, we used to call them field guides. Now we call them resources. Maybe we'll change it again to FAQ synergy across our channels. Um, but today we're talking about in the know. If you're listening live, and I didn't promote this because I knew I was not going to have a chance to update the website ahead of this. But if you're listening live, give it, give it like an hour and we'll have this all, all, all cleaned up for you. Um, but the thing about digital resources being evergreen um, in the same way that they're not comprehensive, things change. Um, and I'm always you know, very grateful for the fact that we are able to go in, that we have an editorial platform um, 
you know, I always say we're not journalists and that, that, uh, that makes it possible for us to go back through and edit and update and do all the things that we need to do to keep this content evergreen for you and keep it like a really valuable resource. Um, so today's FAQ episode of direct message with the creative DC, we're going to tackle how to stay in the know. Um, so again, this is, this is not comprehensive. This is kind of best practices that I have found best ways of kind of tried and true avenues for taking it all in, it being cultural information about the city. So here we go, guys. We're going to go on a journey. It's going to be a journey of newsletters and Twitter accounts and (laughs) all of these other kind of ways that you can cobble together um, information about kind of what to do and who's doing what and, and how to keep up. So our very first resource, and I'm going to attempt to go somewhat alphabetically here, but um, the 730 DC newsletter is something that we always, always, always recommend. Um, So that's 730, the number 730 DC, their newsletter. It, at this point, it's probably emailing out to, I don't even want to venture how much, but it's a daily newsletter. um, And I just want to give like very public audio kudos to people who do the work of putting together a daily newsletter because that is so intense. Um, But this team really focuses on um, presenting information from all kinds of sources across the city. Um, So they're coming at it from a political angle. They're coming at it from um, a very neighborhood centric angle. Um, Wednesdays, they put together what's called, I think like the weekly planner. And it's like this really awesome, um, you know, pretty in-depth like events lineup for things that are coming up for the next week. Um, So not only, and this is, you know, something else that's kind of tough to do, not only are they helping you plan your weekend, but it's like the things before the weekend, it's the things after the weekend. Um, I feel like a lot of times some um, kind of events roundup are are really Friday, Saturday, Sunday focused, which um, is like, again, you're doing, you're doing the good work there, (laughs) whoever's doing it, but it is also um, really exciting to kind of see things um, laid out for you in, in an entire week. Um, you can check out 730DC at 730, I think it's 730DC.com. That's right. Um, did their tagline, Wake to Washington, 730DC is a daily newsletter that connects Washingtonians to their city, to its communities, and to one another. Um, they also have, um, it mails out daily in English and Spanish, um, which is another awesome kind of resource that they have. Um, and they are not... Um, super duper active on Twitter, but they're definitely worth a follow on there um, at 730DC. Um, and again, they just, they do, I think, a great and like a really kind of like wide spanning job of, of pulling information together. So the next resource we're going to talk about on today's FAQ episode of Direct Message with the Creative DC, we're talking all about how to get information. And, and, and again, this is digitally focused. So these are things that you can follow or subscribe to. Um, Washington City Papers, District Line Daily. Um, same vein as 730. It's a daily newsletter. Um, it really kind of breaks down into um, like the different content categories that they put forth in their weekly magazine. Um, but Washington City Paper is, um, District Line Daily is awesome. It's an awesome resource. So again, um, they really come at it from like a very neighborhood angle. They're telling a lot. This is like, if you are somebody who, um, 
like is just trying to get into like local politics and paying attention um, maybe for you know the first time this is I always direct people towards district line daily it is a great great resource um, for kind of keeping up with who's doing what um, they've got some really great reporters congratulations and thank all thank you all of you Washington City paper staff you guys are doing such an important job <laughs> it's kind of a um, you know, this is media that like is truly, truly focused on the city itself. Um, so Washington City Papers, District Line Daily, you can get there. Um, Washington, you can go legacy.washingtoncitypaper.com. Um, and I'm like 99% sure that's going to get you to the newsletter subscription page. Um, so check that out. If that doesn't work for you, just go to washingtoncitypaper.com and poke around until you find their newsletter section. Um, they have a bunch of different uh, newsletters. I'm sure they're all fantastic. I, I definitely uh, subscribe to District Line Daily, and I, I always recommend that other people do as well. So that moves us right along to uh, Brightest Young Things. So these guys are, um, I mean, they, this train has been rolling a long time. <laughs> these guys really um, kind of came up in that era where there was so much New York digital media. And when you kind of looked around D.C., there wasn't anybody doing anything here um, in a way that was like an independent media company that wasn't kind of true journalism that um, I guess could be kind of comparable to what was happening up there. So BYT stepped in also in I think 2005 or 2006 and kind of filled that gap. Um, So you guys may know Brightest Young Things as, um, you know, kind of cultural juggernauts, I think is how they've been described. (laughs) So, you know, they're throwing your favorite late night parties at museums. Um, They're partnering with, you know, huge cultural institutions. Um, They are, you know, throwing their own, you know, four day comedy festival every single year. They also have an upcoming um, true crime festival and they're bringing like a bunch of like amazing true crime podcasters. And anyways, you got to look into that, but they're at brightestyoungthings.com. Um, but really, really what we want to call out today is, um, their agenda and their guides. Um, they also have like a weekly newsletter, um, BYT best weekend bets that just people really tend to rely on, um, for what to do over the weekend. They, you know, have an email that goes out every day. It's like nine things to do. Um, so, you know, especially if you're kind of into the food and beverage scene in DC, um, if you're into you know events and music and shows um, we always always recommend um, really kind of taking taking them in digitally all right so next up on our list of FAQ digital resources we love creative morning so you guys may you I'm sure you're familiar with them they there it's a global community of like it's just, it's breakfast meetings, guys. It's like a speaker. Somebody comes and talks for like 30 minutes. They give you free coffee and free breakfast. It's once a month. It's like, I can't really think of anything more delightful than that. Um, but it was um, really, they've got a newsletter. They've got a global newsletter. And, you know, I'm not going to recommend too many things like outside of DC. But one, you should just subscribe because you're going to get all of the information about um, Creative Mornings DC and their events. And like truly, you know, especially if you're somebody who's like looking to network or like meet new people or kind of, again, take a new perspective in a very in real life way. Um, we absolutely, absolutely recommend their events. Uh, but the Creative Mornings newsletter um, really just kind of focuses on like inspiration and, you know, creative advice. And it's, 
you know, they're culling together like not only DC content, but kind of like the very best of like inspiring creative talks from other cities across the world. Um, one of the things I love that Creative Mornings DC does is it is one of those kind of like very public, very visible things that kind of link DC to other cities. So, you know, yeah, Creative Mornings New York, great. Creative Muni, you know, Creative Mornings Sydney, Australia. Yeah, Creative Mornings DC. Of course we have one. <laughs> We need to. This is that this is kind of like the caliber and of in the amount of interest in people that there are in the city is that of course we warrant to create mornings. So we kind of um also recommend kind of like in that same vein, um, Little Salon is another kind of monthly-ish event. Um not super similar to creative mornings especially because it happens at night um but it's almost like a little i mean true to its name it's a it's a little salon it's like a little variety show um they have speakers they have performers they have experimental experimental shit just happening (laughs) in like different locations across the city it's super fun it's super weird it's super immersive um you should absolutely subscribe uh to little salon um by the way creative mornings dc you can go to creativemornings.com and little salon is little salon dc.com so next up FAQ, um pineapple is another organization who we really want to talk about um pineapple it used to be called Pineapple DC. Now it's called Pineapple Collaborative. Um, this is a group of women who it's very, very food centric, um, food focused, but it's also about community and about um, really women coming together in a real life way to support each other through events. Um, but their digital like presence is just so strong. So Pineapple, you can find out about them. They are at pineapplecollaborative.com. Um, if nothing else, if you don't go to an event, which you totally should, or if you don't, you know, find a way to connect with them in real life, go to pineapplecollaborative.com, pineapple in your inbox, AKA the only women and food newsletter out there. It's your one-stop shop for all things happening in the world of food and women. Stay hip to new events, pine for pantry features, which means they kind of pop into different kitchens across, uh, DC and across, across the nation. Um, they also have a show on full service radio, so you can like kind of keep hip to what they're doing over here. Um, but really, um, it's just like a great and really beautifully presented resource, a, just kind of like a great digital guide. So they talk a lot about um, DC events, DC people, and it's definitely worth keeping an eye on. So next up, FAQ, as we kind of rattle towards the end of this road, um, we do have some kind of DC Gov stuff that you should definitely, definitely be keeping up with. Um, The DC Commission on the Arts and Humanities, they have a funding opportunity and call for artists email. Um, So you can go to www.dcarts.dc.gov. Start there. I'm going to keep going backslash page backslash current dash funding dash opportunities. Okay. So basically super self-explanatory. This is the DC commission on the arts and humanities. Um, if you have a DC address, if you have been a resident here for at least a year, um, if you're working in the realm of arts, you are probably eligible for grants opportunities. Um, and this puts those opportunities directly right slam in your inbox. Um, so basically it's just a great thing to keep up with. Um, we, we always recommend, you know, even if you have not kind of, um, 
Venn diagrammed with the with the commission before. Um, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, if nothing else, just to see where the city is putting money in terms of grant opportunities um, for artists and and the people who you who you find yourself being peers with. I think you can just Google DC Gov grants and funding if that URL was too much of a handful. (laughs) (laughs) Backslash dot JPEG dot. Yes, geocities.com. My bad. Okay. (laughs) All right. So I don't want to like just continue to just like call out people who have full service shows because that's not what we're here to do. But DC Music Download, um, these guys are doing a really, really great job of kind of rounding up, um, you know, it's hyper local. It's kind of... um, you know, if you can, you can read Brightest Young Things for their music and show event coverage and, and pre, you know, pre-coverage and you can read DC Music Download and you are going to be getting, you know, there's just going to be gaps filled in uh, between the two of them. Um, so if you're somebody who's interested in music and especially if you're somebody who's interested in, you know, music as a job or as a profession or how kind of other people are doing it in the city. Um, DC Music Download is kind of like a must, a must subscribe to. So they have a community calendar, they have a local resources page, and they're at dcmusicdownload.com. All right, so a couple of last ones. Um, Twitter, guys, listen, um, Twitter is like, I feel like I get so much of my information from Twitter that it's silly. Um, I know it's it's so easy to kind of focus on Instagram and and, and Facebook is kind of like ways to really kind of like call visual information. Um, Twitter is where like the meat <laughs> is. <laughs> it is like the place to be on. Um, I've had a couple conversations lately. I think the best thing that you can do to kind of like, you know, again, if you're kind of feeling stuck, if you feel like it's the same stuff all the time, like get on Twitter and just like follow a bunch of different people in a bunch of different neighborhoods who are not in your ward. Um, You know, I think not only are you going to kind of get like political information, you know, I think, you know, like Ward 6, Council council Member Charles Allen, like he's somebody who's doing, you know, I think really interesting things. And I'm not a Ward 6 resident, but I kind of want to keep up on, you know, what he is talking about. You know, he's been like a, he's brought a couple of things to the table in terms of, you know, like DC maker programs. And then also, um, you know, he was the one who kind of brought the uh, DC Public Library. He worked with DC Public Library to, to get the, bir- you know, the books from birth program together. So there's always kind of interesting things coming out of his office. And, you know, n- never before a couple of years ago, what I've been like, yeah, I'm going to follow whatever council member. Like, yeah, you, you should totally be doing that. Um, somebody else to follow who we love and we retreat all the time is Congress Heights, uh, Congress Heights Arts and Culture Center. Um, so they're doing like really awesome programming and like daily workshops and daily classes. Um, and it's just kind of great to be able to, to keep up with what people are doing again, um, in, in neighborhoods where you, you know, where you maybe, maybe need a reason to go visit. And this is, this will, this will maybe inspire you to do that. Um, another (laughs) another Twitter thing that we love, love, love to follow. I cannot say enough good things about this Twitter account is free in DC. So I have never met the person who does this, but I have just heard the most wonderful things. Um, but it's at free in, uh, 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 Oh, gotta find it. It's not free in DC. It's free. Maybe free in DC blog. Do you see how prepared I came today? You guys? Yes, it's free in DC blog. So twitter.com backslash. Give them the at <laughs> Geocities. <laughs> yeah. 
free in DC blog. Blog. They have a blog spot too. Look at that. They do. Keep Good it going. For them. Love that. All right. So an arts, culture, and consciousness resource for free and low cost things to do in Washington, DC. You guys subscribe. If you have kids, subscribe. If you don't have kids, subscribe. <laughs> if you want to know what I mean, they are just like I don't even know how they're doing it, but they are just like when we talk about culling together information and tying things together in the digital sphere, you absolutely have to be following at free in DC blog. All right. So I'm going to leave it at this. I don't even know I had this much to say, but apparently I did. Um, you guys can definitely, definitely go to a creative We have this plus like a ton more. We're going to be updating it today so that everything is like bright and clean and links are correct. And it's just been a little while since we've tended to this evergreen garden online. Um, I guess the last thing I want to leave you guys with is your neighborhood listserv. So we got to put this last a, because you know, yours starts with a Y and it's at the end of the alphabet. Um, but also because this is such like a funny thing to recommend. Um, I, I am sure you guys are familiar with listservs. They are like actually kind of hilarious. Um, <laughs> Jack is nodding in the booth. Ooh, the Adams Morgan listserv. Oh my God. It's amazing. amazing. It's amazing. Um, so it's intense and I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's like intense and, it, but it's like one of those things that you can catch stuff on the listserv like very early about like what is happening in your neighborhood on your block, three blocks over. Um, I would recommend getting the, if your neighborhood has the option of doing this, I would get the like digest that, that emails out like at the end of the day or like the end of the week, however, however it's been set up. Um, because you will totally find yourself getting like, you know, 300 emails a day about like somebody's lost cat, which, you know, that's actually one of the more delightful things that can kind of be, <laughs> be a point of contention on the listserv. Um, but again, it is just, you know, it's just so helpful to be, you know, kind of truly connected to your neighborhood in that way. Um, something also I want to call out uh, that Washington City Paper does a really amazing job is they, um, in the District Line uh, newsletter, which we referenced before, they also do a daily listing of all of the ANC neighborhood meetings that are happening across the city. And this is a really, really great way to kind of uh, keep up with that um, on, like, again, your kind of very personal, your own neighborhood sphere. Um, the the listserv is definitely a, um, a way to kind of communicate with your bid if you have one or your ANC. So, guys, that's Ooh, it. a tip with that also. Oh, yeah. Get an inbox filter. Put them all in a folder. I did that with the Adams Morgan listserv. Total game changer. Brilliant. And you have your Adams Morgan folder in Gmail. You can check up with it that way. There you go. That's great. Look. There you go. Not only will you be a good citizen, but you'll be an organized citizen. That's right. An inbox zero citizen, and that's the citizen we all want to be. So, guys, thanks. Thanks for listening in today. <laughs> this FAQ episode, two down. Very excited to kind of continue to do these. Um, very excited to kind of, again, just, you know, continue to work across this, like, big, weird, ever-changing um, ever exciting new media sphere. You guys are the ones who kind of help make this happen for us. Um, thank you so much for joining in. Again, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at a creative DC, online at a creative DC.com. Again, this project just wouldn't exist without perspective outside of our own. And I'm so grateful to be able to take this weekly dive into the a creative DC hashtag feed. Thank you so much, Full Service Radio, for making this possible. Uh, we'll be back next week. You can catch us Wednesdays at 1 p.m. live every week. Very happy to be back after summer break. Thank you. Talk to you guys soon. See you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at fullserviceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.